You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Off balance three, and he puts it in, and a chance at four. He got it, but a flag flies at the end of the play, so we'll hold off. Bengals indicate that this is against the Jaguars, and if it is, this game is over. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense, leaping, penalties decline, field goal is good. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Is, uh, is leaping the coolest penalty in sports? Like you get penalized, yeah, like, you're like oh, what you get penalized awesome. for? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like leaping. Like, oh, right. holding? Like, it's like, oh, like you... Attempted like you awesomeness? Like a, defense yeah like right. yeah. oh you know like i oh i i interfered with the receiver it was pass interference or like hold like oh legal yeah. contact oh what did you do oh i leapt like i jumped really yeah. high and they didn't I, like i it. almost cleared <laughs> so him too me. yeah i almost made it all the way over him because i'm so athletic yeah. like leaping is incredible um by the way great to have our friends Jake the Snake Hassan back from his vacation in Hawaii. So Jake's back with us today. Coming back. Kenny Henderson did a great job. But great to have Jake back. Jake coming back from break with two great highlights from last night. The Halliburton four-point play that helped Indiana close out the Boston Celtics in the in-season tournament quarterfinals. Turner Sports, courtesy of the highlight. And then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who are just like the absolute gold standard. Like on that review at the end of the game, Aikman's like, let's let's get a move on, guys. Just like yeah, on, I love him so much. He's the freaking yeah. best, man. He's awesome. Uh Buck and Aikman with the call of the Bengals and Jaguars, the Evan McPherson game winner as the Bengals upset the Jaguars in like one of the games of the year in the NFL. Can't believe that I'm saying that, but it's true. 31-28. So we'll get to everything coming out of the football game. Uh, we'll talk the AFC South. We'll talk, obviously, Trevor Lawrence's injury, high ankle sprain, probably not going to play this week on the road in Cleveland against the Browns. We'll talk the Bengals and their viability now at 6-6. Six and six. Could this team make a playoff run if JB looks like JB? Jake Browning looks like Joe Burrow? We'll discuss. But uh, let's do a little bit more, Ken, on the Pacers' win last night over the Boston Celtics in really, really impressive fashion in Indiana. Pacers advance to Vegas for the semifinals coming up later this week. Your thoughts from Indiana's win over Boston? I just, I got I wanted to do just a couple minutes here. People are like, get to the NFL, probably because I, you know, it's probably what I'd be saying to in a lot of situations. But uh, I got just got a bunch of notes from people and uh, a text from somebody I know who bets who was like, you think? And the the point of all of the messages and the texts and everything was basically the same, 
which is like, do you, do you think like Tyrese Halliburton, who I think the the consensus narrative out of last night's game is like this emerging superstar player who was really good last year, but is like even better this year and is sort of like getting older in a good way. And, uh, and the team's maybe a little better this year. The consensus of all the notes was like, do you think he can win MVP this year? Like, here's this awesome emerging star player. We talk on the show previously about how there isn't like a, a great young player maybe willing to kind of bridge the gap from Jokic Embiid to like the next generation of player. Maybe it's Luka, maybe it's SGA. I think there's like a lot of buzz around Halliburton, for lack of a better word right now. And then I had one other person who, who just said like, then the real sickos come out. And I had somebody be like, like Carlisle coach of the year. Like, what do you, what do you think of that? So just like wanted to talk about both of those really quick because they're like Carlisle coach of the year. Isn't like a hot topic today, but Halliburton is, I mean, he's really, really good. And they're going to keep playing in the tournament too. So you keep having opportunity for moments. Um, I just, I, I tend to be like the, the grumpy, like old guy. And there's like the wet blanket in these situations, which especially with NBA most valuable player, it's just a really, really exclusive award. Like in the NFL, we're going to talk about some players that have a chance to win today and Thursday that like have never sniffed the award before and they can win it. Like Brock Purdy can actually win most valuable. I don't think he's gonna, but he definitely can. And I can be wrong and he could definitely win. He may end up being the most deserving player at the end of the year. Dax ever. I mean, I guess like the one year they won a billion games, but I keep, you know, rookie of the year. Like that's what he was up for that year. Like it was just, he's never really had a season like that where we talk, but they can win. Like there were, there was no invisible barrier to knock down. You can go from being irrelevant to winning the MVP in the NFL in the NBA. You just can't like, you just can't, it just never, ever, ever happens. And so like my best guess for how this plays out for Halliburton is maybe he makes first team all NBA or second team all NBA, which is like a huge accomplishment. He'll be an all-star for sure. Unless he gets hurt. And, uh, the team will probably be, you know, like a middle playoff team, like the six seed or the seven seed or worse, honestly, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, they'll be very interesting and he'll get those accolades, which he's never gotten before. Like, he's never been first team all NBA, obviously, before. Like, that's in play for him now. And he'll probably finish like top five in MVP voting. I would compare his season very favorably or very similarly to the season that SGA had last year where SGA was like up for kind of like most improved player. He was actually so good. He couldn't win it. Like he was already too good. He averaged like 30 points a game. I don't, I don't know if he made first team all NBA. He actually, I think he did make first team all NBA last year, first or second team yeah. all NBA, but like made a, made a leap forward to be like a really compelling MVP caliber player. That's what he did last year, but you would have never bet him to win it. Yeah. Even while it was going on, you would have never bet him to win the award. That's how I think about Halliburton this year, like an emerging, really interesting player who can win MVP next year. Or two years from now, the MVP and the NBA move so glacially. Every, every you always want to think guys are ahead of schedule. You always have to wait a long time on them. And I uh, and I just I had a lot of people be like Halliburton. Like, what do you think? Be like, well, I think he's awesome. Like, I think he's one of my favorite players to watch. Certainly in the entire league, he shoots almost fifty percent from three on like ten attempts. I mean, it's like completely ridiculous. Some of the shots he was making last night over Derek White and Holiday, like outstanding stuff. It's just not this year. It's just not going to be this year. Oh, by the way, the guy that he's chasing, Jokic is like having his best season ever. He's like, he leads the NBA in total points, rebounds, and assists. Like, what? Like, vulnerable favorite, question mark? Like, what are we, like, why are we trying to take shots at this guy? So I, uh, I just, I, I love Halliburton. I might bet him before the season starts next year, if he finishes like top three or top five this year. It's like, I think it's too early. And I, I could be wrong, like he could win. 
I'm usually right about this stuff. And I would, I would just, th- however you thought about SGA last year, that's how I would think about Halliburton this year. Carlisle is trickier because it just comes down to a really basic question. Uh, how good do you think the Pacers are actually going to be this year? How good do you think they're going to be? If you think they're going to be like three seed, four seed good, then he's going to win. I, honestly, he might win no matter what. I guess if the Magic had an even better season, Mosley would win instead. But like, if you think they're that good, then you should bet him and like follow their season. And, and like, it's a, such a fun team to root for. I have them as really fun, but ultimately not winning a lot of games. And when I say not winning a lot of games, I don't mean like under 500. I mean, like they're going to have games like last night. And then they're also going to have games where they lose like 132, 126 to the Nets or something. They're just going to be really like too inconsistent because of the style that they play. We've seen that already this season. And Halliburton's played almost every game so far. And so like, Ultimately, the coach of the year usually goes to a coach who wins a lot of games. Not This isn't the NFL. Like, you don't just make the playoffs and win. No one does that. I'd be thinking, like, one seed for, like, your winner of this award. That's what, Which is why Finch and Dagnalt and, you know, like, and, and Jamal Mosley's getting bet a lot. But, like, let's see what happens with them. Like, I'd be thinking about those guys, like, the one seed kind of guys, two seed kind of guys to win. I don't see that for Indiana. I almost hope I'm wrong because if they're awesome, it's so good for the league. It's so fun. But I, I don't think I'm wrong about this. Uh, wouldn't bet him. Wouldn't bet Halliburton. Can't wait to watch their semifinal game in Vegas on Thursday. But like, I'm I'm on the sidelines on both these guys. Happy to watch. Happy to bet on him in the games. But just like ultimately, I, I don't think the te- the team success will be there for Carlisle. And I don't think I think it's just too early for Halliburton. But a future MVP for sure. Give me like a give me like thirty seconds here on this. And then we can move on to the NFL. If people wanted to bet, and like we'll shelve Halliburton for now because, like, just like my thought doing the show for years, listening to you talk about it, other people talk about it, like Halliburton, like almost like can't win. Not that he definitely can't, but it's going to be really difficult. It's just unlikely. Carlisle's. It's just really yeah, unlikely. Unfa- and they're not going to. They're not going to be the one seed. Like this isn't Derrick Rose or something. Like this isn't some out of nowhere like Phoenix. You know, like it's just it's not. That's not what it is. So at Carlisle could be more likely, right, to win his award than Halliburton would be to win his. Do you need Indiana to win the in-season tournament to get Hall- to get Carlisle there? And if, like, like the perception of winning that tournament, maybe beating Milwaukee and then maybe beating the Lakers or the Suns in the final, you think would, like, springboard him with a lot of momentum into the rest of the season if they win the in-season tournament? Honestly, what I would well, it's worth noting uh, the final won't count for their record. It won't count for the overall record. Just the semifinal will count for the overall record. So if we're doing it in terms of like but, how many games, but they you know win, what it will count. But for. you get a lot. But of you know what it will count for. Well, you get a lot of credit. Cloud. Yeah, you get a lot of Cloud. credit for. Yeah, of course. I mean, honestly, though, like I don't project them that way. So if it's it, honestly what I would hope for, then great. I hope they win. And I'll be there like January 1st to just fade the crap out of all of this and bet everybody like when they go 44 and 38. And like if they're going to have that, like just keep in mind because it's people do the same thing. Everybody bet Ime Udoka to win coach of the year because the Rockets got off to this like, okay start. Those guys don't win. Like, like, do you think the Rockets are going to win 50 games? Not not like they're a really good story. They're going to make plus 50 games. They're going to win 50 games. Anyone listening to this will answer no. Their live win total in the market right now is like 41. Great, he can't win. Not possible. When the win total's 50, then we can have the conversation. That's how I feel about the Pacers. Most most fun team. Hate that I have to do a segment where I say don't bet them. Uh, the coach of the year, I think, is very likely to be several other candidates. All right, so there you have it. Good stuff coming out of the uh, the Pacers win last night over the Celtics. Also, Joe Missoula still stinks. He's not going to win coach of the year either. 
Yeah. Uh, no. And uh, the Celtics won't win an NBA championship because they'll foul it up at the end. Also, like, when Porzingis comes back, we'll see what they end up, they end up looking at in, in, in any event. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Um, so we hit the NBA. We'll give you our NBA bets for tonight in the final hour, power hour of the show. Let's talk about the betting impact, Ken, of the, uh, the Bengals, like, insane win last night in Jacksonville over the Jaguars. Browning over 300 yards passing, 32-37, like the great touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Chase was amazing in the game. Lawrence, high ankle sprain, stepped on by left tackle Walker Little. Like, it looked like it was going to be a lot worse for Trevor Lawrence. Also, like, hey, Jacksonville, can you afford a cart to take your franchise quarterback to the locker room instead of having him yeah. walk with his high ankle sprain? Like, way too, way too much time for the Khan family dealing with professional wrestling in AEW. Not enough time getting the cart ready for Trevor Lawrence to take him to the locker room. Absolutely ridiculous. So the Bengals win 31-28. Uh, Jacksonville is still the favorite to win the division. Jags minus 250. Houston plus 400. The Col- or thir- the final 34-31. One of the two. I might have it. 3431 on that's what it says on our screen right now. Like in the official I'm like, sure that's right. that's on the screen. Yeah. I'm sure that's right. So thirty four thirty one, I'm sure is right. I, I I do this stuff off the top of my head, and usually I'm right. Might might have gotten that one wrong. Thirty four thirty one. So Jacksonville remains the favorite to win the division. Houston plus four hundred. The Celtics plus five, uh, the Celtics. Who? The Colts. I can't re- I can't read okay, my handwriting. Go. I thought that's the Celtics. <laughs> Colts plus five hundred. Halliburton win NFL MVP. We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So Ken, like, let's. We'll hit everything coming out of this, um, but like dealer's choice here. What do you think coming out of this game last night? Cincy to 6-6. Six and six. Jacksonville takes a loss. I think the other two teams are really live in this division. So thoughts coming out of the Bengals win on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I guess it starts with just like uh, how much do you think Lawrence is going to play and how many games and how effective do you think he's going to be? And that's a little bit of a subjective answer to a certain extent. We were talking before or in the last commercial break about maybe what it's going to be. I both of us even before we talked before the show i think both of us probably came to the same conclusion at least about this week which is really really unlikely to play even though like the door has been left open for him to play by doug peterson seems really unlikely he's going to play um at cleveland too which say what you want about the browns their defense got torched a little bit still a really good defense in a home game with weather not maybe not the game to trot you know trevor lawrence out there with with miles garrett coming around the edge uh no matter what condition garrett's in so okay out for this week And then I think it's a lot of like, we don't know. I think it's a lot of, we don't know what this is going to be. This is a player who has played with a ton of injuries before. There was speculation his knee was really messed up in the middle of this year. He was playing anyway. There was probably some truth to that, although maybe it was overblown a little bit. But the point is just like guy who plays with a lot of injuries is going to play with an injury. And it makes it really tough. Like it's the classic. It's what we talk about when a guy's not in any game. If the quarterback's playing, but he's not 100%, how do you value that? Like he's going to play. Like I think we, I think... I think he might play next week. You know, like I think he might be, I think it might be uh, just like a one week absence. It seems possible. So however you answer that question, will probably determine, do you want to bet a bunch of stuff? If you think he's back and it's like, okay, he's 50%, he's 75%, he's not as mobile, whatever. You may not want to bet a lot in the, the AFC South or teams to make miss the playoffs in the AFC when that reopens or any other. There's not really a lot of award applications here, but it, you may you may just kind of be like, I'm going to wait and see what this is like. Uh, if you think that this is a really big deal, it's likely to be a multi-week absence, which we just don't know. Then you're going to kind of have your dealer's choice here of the Texans and the Colts. And it's worth noting if you did want to pick between those two teams. The Texans are much more likely to win their game this week. So if it's which price is going to improve the most this week of the three teams, Jags, Texans, Colts, Texans are the biggest favorite. They're the most likely to win. Their price is the most likely to to get better. 
in week 18, uh, the Colts will host the Texans. And yep. Indy has beaten Houston already head-to-head back in week two. So, like, Indianapolis will hold that advantage if it comes down to it for a wild-card spot or for the division in the final game of the season. And just on Lawrence, and I'm obviously not a doctor. I won't do the I-play-one-on-TV joke because it's overplayed. Uh, you don't have to be a doctor to know this. We talk about this all the time on the show. We talked about it with Saquon Barkley, right? High ankle sprain earlier in the year. The Giants kept lying to the press, like, oh, like, Saquon will be back. Actually, like, oh, like, he's questionable. Like, no, he's not. High ankle sprain, like, you can't cut. You're a position player, like, you wide receiver, tight end, running back. Like, you can't play with a high ankle sprain. Like, you can't run and cut. You're out four to six weeks. Quarterback's a little bit of a different story. You can play with a high ankle sprain. You just can't move. And Lawrence's mobility is such a huge part of his game. Like, no one thinks of him the way we think of a guy like, like Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson, for instance. But he can move. He scores, like, he scores a bunch of rushing touchdowns, too. I think it's a big deal for Lawrence if he's going to become, like, statue pocket passer. Can still be good. He just won't be Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk about this more coming up on the other side. You better, you better rolls on on a Tuesday with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.